Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks, to be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to The Well Women Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you at the top of your game professionally, but feeling burned out, or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or unfulfilled personally? Or are you in transition, simply juggling so many things, you find it hard to take care of your own needs? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate the four universal superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include awareness, intuition, action, and acceptance. Toward the end of the show, in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers, and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well-woman life. I'm so happy you're here, so thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication. And for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Today's topic is learning to trust yourself, and hopefully by the end of the show, you'll be inspired to tap into your inner wisdom and intuition in order to stop second-guessing yourself and start deeply trusting your thoughts and decisions. My guest today is Haley Laughter. Laughter is a Navajo yoga instructor. Her clans are, and I'm going to say all this in English, although she did give us the Navajo translations, uh, but she is from the Leaf Clan, the Bitter Water Clan, the Black Sheep Clan, and the Red Running Into Water People Clan. Haley Laughter is motivated by her desire to bring yoga and wellness to her indigenous people. She found yoga when she was going through a transformation of self-discovery. After the breakup of a long-term relationship and her first yoga teacher certification, Haley decided to move closer to where her mother grew up. She settled in the small town of Gallup, New Mexico, on the outskirts of the Navajo Nation. Embracing her culture helped her understand her roots, and yoga helped her create a new energy within herself. 
This energy has inspired her to create and lead others on the path of yoga. Her passion for yoga helped her confront her own historical trauma and consciously change a cycle that was affecting her well-being, her family, children, and community. What you'll learn in this episode is what to do when you want to do too much. We've all been there, right? How to stay focused, how to find people who can help make your vision happen, and the importance of delegation. You can find more information and links as well as this week's giveaway at wellwomanlife.com slash 120 show. That's 120 show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. We have a lot of fun over there. Definitely come and join us. We have um, women from all over the world in this group, and it's just a really cool space to continue this type of conversation if you enjoy it. And if you're new to the show, welcome. I definitely uh, love that you're here. We have many, many more people joining us these days, and so we're super psyched about that. If you get a chance, definitely go to iTunes and leave a review. Um, A rate and review would be super helpful when it comes to um, doing this show every week for you all. So, uh, and also don't forget that next week is the Well Woman Deep Dive. If you're listening to this in real time. The deep dive is June 20th, and it's available online or in person on June 20th. Um, The time is 5 to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard, which is 7 to 10 on the East Coast. And um, in this workshop, you will learn how to eliminate negativity and shake off those things we take personally, learn how to stay positive, productive, and effective no matter what, and also how to demonstrate character and focus on what matters in every moment of every day. Our keynote speaker for this workshop is Linda Strauss, who is a certified mediator and HR consultant, and she'll walk you through each one of these steps that will help you build on your interpersonal and communication skills, as well as emotional intelligence, designed to enhance success and engagement in work and life. It's totally awesome. I love it. Uh, visit wellwomanlife.com slash events for more information and to register. Now to my interview with Haley Laughter. I'm speaking with Haley Laughter. Welcome to the program, Haley. Thank you for having me. So Haley, as we heard in the introduction, you um, have uh, your own business, which is uh, which I'd love for you to tell us more about. But um, I want to actually start with asking you, what are you working on in your business, in your life, um, and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? Sure. So um, my business format is yoga, hatha yoga, um, and various different different types of yoga also. Um, the business name is called Hajo Total Wellness, and I started it about maybe five years ago, and it was just posting um photos from a photo shoot of me and moccasins in different various yoga asana. And I did it on, I started posting on this Facebook page called Healthy Active Natives. And that has really grown. It's, I think they're, they're up to like 98,000 people now, something pretty big. But it was smaller then, uh, maybe like 20, 30, 40, and it started going up. And so this is a great, this was a great platform for indigenous people to, um, post their pictures of their weight loss, 
um, their success stories, you know, ask for ideas, and all the natives um, kind of went there in order to get questions and share their stories, which was really amazing. So I started posting the pictures of um, my yoga poses and moccasins, and it really caught on because back then yoga wasn't something that natives were practicing. Um, it was something that they didn't really know much about. And I had been practicing already for like four or five years, and it became something where I gained a following. And a lot of the feedback that I got was, um, I didn't know that natives practiced yoga. You know, I thought them, that you had to be flexible, or I thought you had to be this, or you had to be that in order to practice yoga. So I started gaining a following, and I decided that I wanted to take it a step further and create my own indigenous um, yoga company or um, business. And so I started doing um, yoga classes throughout Indian country, mainly Navajo, for um, various people or events, and it started catching on. Um, so it was good. It was just me in the beginning. And um, after about a year ago, um, I hired on Anita Lada, who is my executive director. And together we did our, we planned and executed our first International Yoga Day at Monument Valley. And that was an amazing experience. We had a lot of different teachers coming from um, different states, indigenous people, not just indigenous people, but for everyone. Okay, I want to stop you because I want to ask you a, a few follow-up questions here before we get into International Yoga Day, which I definitely want to hear about. Um, how, how do you define like your particular unique, you know, um, form of yoga, because, you know, you've, you said you started, you know, Hatha yoga, and then now you have like an indigenous yoga practice. Have you um, changed your, you know, your practice to make it more of an indigenous practice? Or how, how do you like combine those things? Sure. So um, I began by incorporating the indigenous philosophies, the Diné to indigenous philosophies, and then made it that made that more broader by incorporating the four elements and creating um, a format which teaches about you know the breath, which would be um, wind or air, and then Mother Earth would be the body, water would be the mind, the thinking, and then fire would be the emotion, and so mainly Deneb, but Navajo, um, but other also other indigenous teachings around the four elements. Okay. And that is really an alignment with, with yoga. I mean, you didn't have to stretch it too far to actually do that, right? Because you, um, because it aligns really well with, I mean, I, I'm not a yoga practitioner, so I have no idea, but I'm just imagining that it aligned really well. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, you know, we have a lot of teachings where we're connected to um, Mother Earth and all the elements. And that that's where our thinking and our mind and our ancestors come from mm -hmm. is through those teachings and those stories. And so it, it actually happened very fairly easily um, to come up with this concept and incorporate it into our yoga philosophies. And have you found that mostly you serve Native people? Or have you found that non-Native people are really drawn to the way you're doing this? Um, that's a good question. It started off as mainly Indigenous and um, Native 
Native communities and, you know, the reservations and Navajo Nation. Um, but now it's getting bigger to where we're going to start doing yoga retreats and piquing the interest of outsiders, too, to bring tourism. And not only that, but also to the main goal is to get people connected, no matter what race, but get connected back to Mother Earth and getting connected back to self through the experience of, of um, being here on the Navajo Reservation. Mm. And so how important has that been in your work with, with your clients or, you know, people that you've been working with? Um, and, and how does that relate to their kind of overall health and wellness goals? Well, it's really an interesting um, observation because a lot of these um a lot of people that I work with, you know, they run or they exercise. And of course, everybody's done some type of exercise regimen. Um, but really to feel the body, um, like for instance, um, grabbing or touching your toes with your hands and feeling the hamstrings opening up the body, it's a different experience for them. And so it's really awesome to watch these individuals practice yoga who have never practiced before and being able to feel the body and the breath and the movement and also the challenging aspect of you know holding the asana Mm. yeah and so do you find that you are working more with women or is it men and women it's mainly women but a lot of men join in too so, like, for instance, I went to Shiprock Chapter House um, this past week, and we offered um, yoga services for a workshop that they were doing. And it was really nice because with yoga, you can teach it at any level. And so I had elderly in there. I had young. I had old. I had everybody in there practicing stretching and doing basic things, um, yoga asanas mm. in a seated position. Yeah, I mean, I remember I, I met you at the um, Native Women's Business Summit in New Mexico, and you were there doing providing yoga um, to, you know, 200 plus women in a room in a conference room. And that was, you know, you, you would think that would be challenging because everyone's like sitting there in their chair. But you managed to walk people through breathing and movement in in a way that they could do it and connect with it. Yeah. And that, that's the idea is um, as an experienced teacher, it's really important that you read the bodies in the room um, from, you know, the more advanced or the more flexible to those that who are not and you know, t- taking in different considerations of age, you know, um, you know, their weight, their, you know, all of those things are limitations and practice and teach at a level that's easy for everybody to experience. Okay. And so for people listening who might have dabbled in yoga or might be brand new to yoga, what would you suggest is sort of, what are a couple of sort of first things people can do to really start experiencing the benefits of yoga? I would say one of the most, um, the biggest obstacle is their mind. And that's just going in, finding a yoga class um, and participating and getting there is the main is the main challenge. So, you know, putting aside the ego or maybe the skepticism or the self-doubt and just going into a yoga studio and trying the class. 
Okay. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people have um, sort of fears around being in a yoga class where they're going to be asked to do something that they, you know, just can't do. They're not flexible enough. They, you know, or they feel overweight. They don't want to put yoga pants on. And so you're saying, you know, forget all of that. Just get in there. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I mean, when I first started, I was a little bit chubby and it was definitely something I didn't know how to act. Like, are you supposed to be reverent? Like what, what type of, um, energy am I supposed to have in this class? But, you know, as I started practicing more, it became regular and just like anything, anything new, it's, it's just a new experience. You have to take it with a grain of salt and some sugar and just go with the flow. And if you're in a class where you can't do an asana, it's okay to modify. It's okay to do what you can. Um, and the teachers, um, are very compassionate. Yoga teachers are compassionate people and they're never going to make you do something that you can't do. Yeah. Okay. And you said, you mentioned the international yoga day and that you did your first one last year at Monument Valley. Can you talk about, um, was this part of a bigger international yoga day that happens all over the world and, and like, what is that and how did you fit into that? Yeah, so um, I, well, I, I've always been inspired about creating events that brought people together. And the first year I did it was in 2016. I planned maybe like three months before and just threw out a Facebook invitation saying, come, come celebrate International Yoga Day at the Navajo Nation Zoo. And so I contacted the zoo. They allowed me to use their pavilion. And I had maybe like 15 people show up, which was really inspiring for me because I'm just glad people showed up. And it was a wonderful event because they all enjoyed it. We were out in nature. We were, you know, in the park. It was a beautiful evening. And when I was done, I, I decided I want this to be bigger. I want this to be better. And I want more people to experience something more more than just a class. And so 2017 was the first time that um, we executed it at the level that we did. Um, and I had, I had this idea, this vision of having it at a beautiful, in a beautiful area where it's breathtaking and you can feel the energy, you can feel um, the elements and it, it's a spiritual experience. And so I decided to host it at Monument Valley. And that was, that was definitely, it's been the right place to host something like this. Mm. Isn't it super hot though, to have something like that there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it is hot. However, we have the, um, what's called the welcome center. So it's a, it's a big inside, um, it's a big inside venue Mm. that we can use. And so it's air conditioned and we have maybe one class outside that would be, or two classes, the um, sunrise yoga and the sunset yoga. By then it's, it's pretty good. Wow. Okay. So this is a, a, a full day experience. And if people go to this, they spend the night, um, the night before and, and the night of, is that how it works? Yeah. So we start sunrise yoga at about six, six thirty in the morning. We face the East because as Navajo Diné people, we believe that the holy people come up, um, with the sun, when the sky is blue and purple and all the pretty colors and they're there to listen to you and have your prayers and see what you're doing. And, um, so we face the East and we do a, I would say about a 45 minute to an hour yoga class, just getting everybody ready. 
and then we end facing the west where the sun goes down. Oh, wow. Okay. And what do you do all, all day in between? Um, so in between, we have one-hour workshops. Mm. So the, we would start with a continental breakfast after the sunrise yoga and then go right into our workshops. And they're one hour. Then we have a lunch break. And we go again for a few more sessions. Then we have um, a dinner break and entertainment. Then our sunset yoga. Okay. And where can people go? And we'll connect to this in the show notes, but where can people go to find out more about this? Um, they can connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram at Hajo Total Wellness. Okay. And can you spell it? Because I know it it's, uh, doesn't sound the way it's spelled. Sure. Hajo is spelled H-O-Z-H-O. Okay. Total Wellness. Total Wellness. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll connect to that in the show notes. Um so Haley, we're moving into this segment called Superpowers for Success. So I want to ask you a few questions here. Um, the first one is, what does success in life mean for you? Success means to be fulfilled. And when I say fulfilled, it means having gratitude, waking up and being able to make an impact um, with your with your skills, with your gifts, with the things that you've been given um, and, and making an impact within your family, within your community, within the world. It can be as big as you want it to be, but that, you know, you're given special gifts for that reason is to give and to make a difference. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? I knew when I was really good at what I did when I decided to start um, posting on social media and gaining that response, the positive reinforcement that encouraged me to continue what I'm doing now. Okay. And I just want to ask you, um, because that's kind of an example of external validation, right? You Mm -hmm. You posted and then people responded. Was there a moment when you internally knew like that you were just in the right place at the right time, like doing what you need to be doing on this earth? Yes. So that happened at one point when I was teaching a class and I I just had this epiphany where I really felt like I enjoy this. Like this is something that I enjoy is giving to people and being able to have them experience their body. How can I make this bigger? How can I make this better? How can I make this something where I can um, reach larger groups? Mm. And um, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being? A personal habit that I have that contributes to my well-being would be waking up every day and being thankful. Um, also praying and making sure that, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, that I ground myself first thing in the morning so I can be productive throughout the day. And is that part of your yoga practice or is that a separate sort of other thing that you do? It's actually both. So it, um, as a Navajo um, Diné woman, that's part of who we are. And it fits so well with the yoga practice also because I'm practicing, you know, um, awareness and I'm practicing well-being and I'm practicing planning. I'm practicing the um, Upanishads and the the different yogic philosophies also taking care of myself. 
And that's, that's one of the things that um, I teach is that you are the most important person and you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of everybody else. Yes, we talk a lot about that in the Well Woman Life community for sure. Um, because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't do everything that we want to do in the world, including taking care of other people and, and doing all of the things that, that we want to do. So, um, what superpower did you discover you had and only to realize it was there all the time? Um, my ability to talk to people, my ability to engage people, my ability to not allow um, external worries or um, critic, um, you know, critics in order to come into my circle and being able to express myself and and feel good about it, feel not feel shy or you know not doubt myself. Okay, and Haley, what's um, how did you actually discover yoga? Did you? Because I know it, it was from your bio. It it sounds like it was the result of kind of some sort of crisis that you went through, and that you've you know you kind of came out the other end practicing yoga. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So I it was about maybe my mid twenties, late twenties. Um, my sister in law. Um, invited me to a Bikram yoga class and I went to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I felt good. And I continued to practice. I was an avid runner before this, but I'd hurt my knees. So I continued to practice yoga because it, it didn't hurt my knee. And um, it really, during that time is when I was going through a lot of self-discovery of who I am, um, my past experiences and also, where do I come from and who am I? And through a, um, a long-term relationship breakup, it was yoga where I went to for my refuge and where I went to find peace and being able to expel the energy that I had, the negativity, the hurt feelings, the depression. Instead, I took that energy and put it into something else, and that was my yoga practice. Mm. Yeah. And... What do you do when you have a setback, like when, you know, you're full steam ahead and then something derails you? How do you, how do you respond to that? I will take a deep breath and then realize it's not as bad as it could be. And there's always a way through. I just got to find that way. There's always a way around, mm -hmm. in, through, under. It's, there's a way to get around the situation that you're in. And sometimes it's just waiting, mm -hmm. being patient. Yeah, I like that because so many times we, especially as high achieving women, we want to push through and take action and, you know, get get things done. And actually, sometimes the what we really need is just to take a pause and, and uh, take a step back and like you said, wait, you know, wait through it. Mm -hmm. Just have patience. And I find that sometimes when you force things, it makes things even worse. And uh, one of the things that you learn in yoga is just to let things go. A lot of the things that you worry about, that you're stressed about, that you want control over, it's just best to let it go and, and see where it ends up because there's always, it's always going to come out okay. Yeah, love that. 
Um, Haley, what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? My 25-year-old self, I would say, I would say travel more, um, you know, don't stress so much, um, you're okay, you're beautiful, um, you are, you are um, a wonderful person, and don't doubt yourself. Do you think she would have listened? <laughs> No, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Okay. A couple more quick questions. Um, do you identify as a feminist? Um, I would say people may identify me as a feminist for my own self. No, I'm pretty just an open person and pretty, well, I'm very accepting of other people. And so do I believe that women have, um, have some disadvantages? Yes, I do. And do I stick up for those rights? Yes. Um, but, but as far as being radical, I wouldn't say I'm a radical person. Okay. Um, I define feminism on this show as working for social, political, and economic equality. And so um, I think... Then yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Then that, yes. That's usually what happens is um, I think the word has so much baggage and so I, I ask all my guests this question and it, the word feminism just means something different to each, you know, each person that I talk to. Um, and it's so interesting what, what the word brings up for people. Like you mentioned radical and I, yes. I, I hadn't, you know, said that at all, but to you, that's what that conjures up right in your mind. Yeah, I think when we start to put ourselves in categories, like I, well, for my own personal self, like, you know, feminist or like activist or things like that, there's like this perception of rawr, you know, we're going to fight or what have you. And so I, you know, I'm glad that you clarified that because um, it definitely opens up my perspective on things and, and the way that I use that word and identify with it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Last question. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Right now, I am actually reading a couple books. Um, one of them is Yoga Anatomy, because, you know, knowing the body and the muscles and tissues, I've read it probably twice. And then also another book called um, God is Red. And that's about um, our history as Native American people um, and how the Catholic Church influenced um, a lot of the colonization um, also, like the Indian thinking versus um, the Western thinking. Mm. Okay. Um, and actually, that wasn't the last question. My my last question is: um, What is your greatest challenge right now as a, a a woman business owner, yoga practitioner, all of the things that you are? What is your biggest challenge in your personal or your professional life? My biggest challenge is wanting to do too much at one time. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely like a visionary and I have all these ideas of what I want to do. And it's it, instead of um, focusing on one, which right now it's International Yoga Day, it's like, oh, I want to jump here and I want to jump there and create all these different things. So I have to stay focused on one thing at a time. Mm. Isn't that the life of the of an entrepreneur, though? I mean, yeah, I totally I so relate because I'm always coming up with a million things that I want to do. 
And it's like, no, we need to focus here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I find that finding people who can um, make your vision happen, who you can collaborate with and who can execute things, make it a lot easier. And that's what I found also with delegating is, is so helpful and useful in getting things done. Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, I'm glad you said that because I really wanted to ask you about um, you hiring an executive director um, as part of your you know, your business development and your business model. Now you realize that you've got, you've really got something here. You're, you're being, you know, you're becoming very successful in providing this service. And you got to the point where you were like, I need, I need someone to help me. And so you decided to hire an executive director, not an assistant, which a lot of people decide that they need sort of assistant level people, but you decided to go the executive director route. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, so when I was manifesting and really putting my vision and my energy into International Yoga Day, I happened to meet Anita Lada, who is from Las Cruces, and she was moving to Gallup, and she contacted me through Instagram by chance. And I met her, and she's a very strong um woman and she has very great um, organizational skills and she's involved she's committed and so the reason why I didn't find her as being fitting into an assistant level because she possesses a leadership skill that is so needed for me to and HTW to get things accomplished and I felt like by bringing her on as an assistant wasn't worthy of what her talents are so me being fair to myself, me being fair to her, and seeing this vision as um, something that's going to be bigger and greater, I always want to lift up those people who help me. Yeah. And and I never want, I want to give them the best of what I can. But that's interesting. You you met the person first and then decided where they would fit in to your organization. You didn't go out looking for an executive director to begin with. This is true. Yes. And I think that's so interesting because I, I think that's more uh, intuitive, right? More of an intuitive yeah. way to approach your growth. Yes. And I would say that, like, I would say at least 80% of the time I'm using my intuition. What feels right? What, how can I do this? Does this fit or how do I feel about this is what it comes down to. And that's how HTW came all about was just through mere uh, pure um, intuition. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that um, that is so important in in the world as women, but also as men, really, really supporting men to tap into their intuition, because for so long, men and women have uh, been trained to make decisions based on linear you know, logical thinking only. And what we're doing as women now is bringing in the feminine into, into the world and into our business and saying, you know, and embracing it, basically. Yeah, I really believe that um, part of using your intuition is learning how to trust yourself. And that's, that's really um, what it comes down to is, knowing that you're capable, trusting yourself that you're making good decisions, and also trusting the fact that you can see the future of where it's going to go and keeping that intention genuine. And so is that part of what you teach in your yoga is how 
people trust themselves? Definitely. Yes, because um, a lot of students that come in who are new to the practice, you know, we all as human beings, um, you know, male, female, native, not, you know, whatever race, color, we all have self-doubts. And sometimes you just need that voice to push you a little bit further than you believe that you can, Mm -hmm. because our minds are we live in our minds and our minds will give us a million reasons why we can't, why we shouldn't do something and it limits our ability to experience life and so being able to encourage people and just be that voice like you can do this you know trust yourself it you can see the growth happen over time Mm. love that that's a great note to end on Haley it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure also That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.